You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Snapchat. It's an easy way to snap a video or picture of your life right before it ends. This world is a strange one. Very special guest, Let's Read, joins us tonight as we read some allegedly true Snapchat horror stories. I mean, what could go wrong when you take pictures and videos of yourself to share with strangers? Just because an innovative app allows you to share your world with other people easily doesn't mean it's safe. Every picture you take, every frame of a video, it gives away who you are, where you are, and if someone really wanted to, it may not take long for them to find you. Then who knows what they'll do next. If you like the sound of Let's Read, be sure to subscribe to him via the link in the description. And to my subscribers out there, would you share this video absolutely everywhere you can? Tell your friends about this channel. Let's do what it takes to reach a million subs. Thank you. Also, you should check out my website, deathbyfear.com. If you want to share your own story or read or listen to thousands of others, maybe even become a member where you can download all my past episodes and you can unlock exclusive bonus episodes from the Nightmare Corner. That's deathbyfear.com. Now, are you ready for the creepy kind of Snapchat stories? Number one, it's not her. Submitted by Mike. Snapchat was still pretty new when this story took place. It was sometime in late 2011. During my freshman year of high school, I had one really close friend. Her name was Samantha. Samantha told me one Friday before the weekend that she would ask for a friend request the next day. She thought it would be really cool if we bandwagoned on the Snapchat trend. The sooner the better, because Snapchat was almost non-existent at our school. And when I got home that day, I got a friend request. The profile picture was of Samantha. This was odd because she told me that she would invite me to her contacts the next day. Without hesitating, I accepted it. I figured she just got to it sooner. After I finished my homework the same day, I got a message from that account. Two messages, in fact. They said, come to my house tomorrow, we can have a party. And the second was her address. I was really happy as I never went to her house before. We had just met earlier that year. And besides that, I wasn't often invited to parties. The address she gave me was to a house nearby, so I decided to walk over the next day. When I actually saw the house, I checked Google Maps multiple times to make sure I was led to the right destination because this place was very messy and the windows were covered in those thank you bags you get at markets. Something didn't seem right. It was very modest for Samantha's family, yet we attended a private school. I realized the address was correct, so I knocked on the door, although I was a bit hesitant. It opened very quickly and a man greeted me, almost like he was expecting me. He was about six foot three with blonde hair. He really didn't look anything like Samantha, who was a short, black-haired girl. 
I asked if they were related. He simply said, yes. It was in a very plain and odd voice. Then I asked him about the bags in the windows, and he said it was because construction workers were still renovating the house. Before I could ask or say anything else, he beckoned me inside, moving aside so I could go through the doorway. I entered the small house. Sitting near a frayed couch was a large terrier, which he said they just bought a few days before I arrived. He told me to sit down while he went to get something. I checked the time on my phone, but the moment I grabbed it, it vibrated with a message. It was a notification from Snapchat. It was Samantha. It said, here is my Snapchat. And I thought things couldn't get weirder. She'd already sent me a request. Did she make another profile? Why would she do that? So immediately, as confused as I was, I messaged her back. Your house is so weird. Where are you? I said. House, she asked. I have an apartment. My heart sank in my chest. Surely she was pulling my leg, just making a joke on me or something, I thought. That's not funny, I messaged back. Your dad's home. Where are you? She didn't answer for a few seconds. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I got an answer. An answer that confirmed everything. What are you talking about? It said. My mom's been single for a while. I'm waiting for you by the door. Where are you? I lower my phone, eyes wide and breathing funny. What do I do? Did I really just walk into a stranger's house? A stranger that had laid bait for me. That's when I hear whispering from another room. The man stepped out of the room with two other men. One was holding a thick black bag with his hands, fully assuming the worst. I sprinted out of the house as fast as I could. Not once did I look back, even as I heard the footsteps behind me. Eventually, they faded away. I didn't stop running until I got back home, until I was inside the house with the doors locked. Once I finally got a breather, my chest never burned so bad before. My mom and dad looked worried when they saw me and they needed an explanation. In between breaths, I tried to tell them. They got the gist of it and they called the police. When the police got there, they were gone. That house had been abandoned. There should have been no one living there. Number two. Someone took photos of me on Snapchat, submitted by Winter Houses, and read by Let's Read. Three weeks ago, someone added me on Snapchat called Addergreen. I thought nothing of it at first, but then a few days later, I got a bus to the gym since I couldn't be bothered to walk. It's four miles away, so it's alright to take the bus. Sitting at the front with my headphones in, listening to music to make the journey that less bit boring. From the bus stop to the gym, I was messing around on my phone when I noticed I had a Snapchat from Adder Green. It was only on for a few seconds, but the Snapchat was a picture of me sitting on the bus. No text, just me. It was taken from a few seats behind and shown the back of my head and some of my hoodie. I instantly knew it was me, and I felt my stomach drop. I bombarded them with Snapchats. They were opening my Snapchats, but not responding. They got more aggressive because I was getting more and more pissed off. For example, 
Who is this? Who are you? Answer me. After about a week, I got nothing, so gave up and thought one of my friends was being a dick. Then Snapchat number two. Didn't screenshot this one either. I know, I know I'm a moron, but I was drunk. Me and some mates were in a club in my local town, and this time someone Snapchatted to me a photo of myself at the bar. They were literally standing right next to me at the bar. I opened it the next morning and felt sick. Again, it was only for a few seconds. My friends were next to me in the photo, so that eliminated the possibility of it being one of them fucking with me. About 30 minutes ago, I got another Snapchat. This time I was ready and sober enough to take a screenshot. I've been indoors all day. I was curious what it was. That is my house, my bedroom window, and my name. I received this as I was lying next to my window on my bed watching Game of Thrones. I feel sick. Their Snapchat stories are equally as fucked up. Update number one. I sent them a snap saying, Are you being serious? And they screenshotted it and ignored me. Update number two. Got another brick wall Snapchat. Only on for literally a second though. Update number three. Today I got a Snapchat of that brick wall again. Just got a Snapchat video of weirdest noises in a black screen. It's in their stories too. Don't think I can post Snapchat videos though. It's been quiet for a few days. Sent Adagreen Snapchats, but what does he want with me? Number 3. Snapchat Follower. Submitted by Riley. For a while, when I was 16, I was always on Snapchat. I was on there so much it was pretty normal for me to get follows from odd people. People I'd never met, but never like this. It was June 18th of 2015. I was on Snapchat doing what I always do. Everything was pretty normal. Like always, I was scrolling through all my followers and I came across a username that said, look outside your window. It sent chills down my spine. It was also kind of alarming mainly because seconds later, I heard what sounded like a rock hitting my window. Startled, I tried to shake it off and get back to what I was doing. I began to receive chats from this follower on a regular basis, but I would never respond. I simply didn't know who they were, and they had a creepy enough username. One day, he sent me a picture. It was from the outside of someone's house, outside of a window, and it read, Look familiar? Instantly, I stood up, because that was a window on our house, specifically to my bedroom. I turned slowly to the window, expecting to see someone there. I'd never felt my heart pound so hard before, but when I gazed out the window, I could see no one. I watched out the window for a while, expecting to see someone come out of hiding, but there was no one there. Maybe, I thought, this was just from a house similar to ours. I closed the curtain, and I decided to check the doors before crawling up onto the couch and watching TV. As I sat down, though, I got another message on Snapchat. It was from the same person. I don't know why I opened it. I should have just ignored them from then on. 
This one read, you look surprised. It showed a picture of the same window, but from further away, the window now had the curtains drawn. The same curtains I use in my bedroom. That was it. I called my mom. I was crying as I tried to explain to her what was happening. I told her she needed to come home right away. I don't think she fully understood. She sounded irritated and confused, but she knew that this was urgent. So thankfully, she came home early. She took my phone and went through my Snapchat stuff. And right before she could decide what to do, I got a message on my Snapchat again. Immediately, my mother read it. There was no picture this time. It just said, do you want me to hurt your mother too? This was enough to freak me out and get my mom pissed. She ended up reporting it, though there wasn't much to go on. The police would drive by our house every so often for the next few days. It was hard to sleep during that time. Even with the police there, I didn't feel safe. Mom even took some more time off to be with me more often. And luckily, after all of this, I haven't received any more messages or pictures. So long, look outside your window, and I hope I never hear from you again. Number four. Something's in the background of my Snapchats by Skinna555 and read by Let's Read. So here are the events that have transpired in the past two hours or so, and a little backstory as to why this is freaking me out so much. My partner and I have recently moved back into my childhood home with my parents while our own house is being built to save some cash and not have to move instantly from our rental when it's complete. My parents own three Australian native birds, and earlier tonight I was updating my Snapchat story to show my friends, as many of them always ask what the birds' names are and what they look like. I took three Snapchat videos, one after the other, and just put them on my story without worrying about retakes or what I look like, so please forgive me for the uploads. Anyways, within about 50 minutes of uploading, I received an SMS message from one of my good but not great friends that said, Law, you bearded beast, those birds are mad. By the way, was that in your window behind you in the last one? Haha. <laughs> I had no idea what he was going on about, so I went and watched my own Snapchat stories a couple of times. On the third or fourth watch, I saw what he was talking about, and my stomach sank. I almost started to have a panic attack, and I'm still pretty shaken up. I immediately saved my story videos and put them onto my computer to see them larger. In the last Snapchat video I sent, it kind of looks like someone is at the door, looking in, with their hands cupped against the door. It's hard to tell because Snapchat videos are very poor quality and the door is only in frame for probably one second. Whatever is in the third Snapchat video, however, is definitely not in the first video when the door is in full view. I was the only person home at the time, and that particular door leads to the backyard which is only accessible via a single locked gate. To add some backstory as to why this has me freaking out so much, to do that I have to quickly talk about my childhood teenage years up until I moved out with my partner at age 18. From about age 8 until age 10, I had episodes of sleep paralysis, one or two times a month, where it felt like a weight was sitting on my chest and I couldn't breathe for about 40 seconds at a time. This led to insomnia and anxiety about bedtime, 
as I dreaded feeling helpless. I ended up seeing a child psychologist, and whether that was or was not the reason, the episodes largely went away only once or twice a year until age 13. At age 12 or 13, for seemingly no reason at all, I started to get chronic episodes almost every night that lasted minutes to tens of minutes at a time. During these episodes, I could breathe, but couldn't move. The worst thing about these episodes, however, is that I felt like something was in the room with me and meant me no harm, common for people who experience sleep paralysis. At roughly age 14, things really took a turn, and I started to hear and see things during maybe 1 in 10 of my episodes, also pretty common for people who experience sleep paralysis. The things I heard were never too crazy and over the top, and were usually just thuds and creaks. However, when it came to seeing things, there was always one reoccurring thing, a faceless person looking into my bedroom window with their hands cut to the glass. For the course of a 1-10 to ten minute episode, this person would just stand there and look at me. Whenever the episode ended, the person would just be gone. Over the course of four years, this occurred quite regularly, but it always really made me feel totally helpless and terrified. I never got used to it. When I moved out at age 18, I never had another episode where I saw anything. I'm 26 years old now, and I very, very occasionally, once a year, have small, less than 30 second episodes, but only those in which I feel heavy chested. To cut a very long story short, whatever is there in my Snapchat video looks almost 100% what I used to see as a teenager during my sleep paralysis episodes and I have been a nervous wreck all night over it. To me it kind of looks like a face to the glass, and two hands on either side. It has scared the Christ out of me. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number five, out of this world, Snapchat, submitted by Joseph. My friend has always had experiences with strange or paranormal happenings ever since she was born. So this kind of stuff isn't uncommon for her, but it's still pretty scary. One day, my friend had friends over at her house I should mention it's a big deal because they don't like coming over because the house is unsettling to them. I can't say I blame them. Well, when they got there, they were having a good time. And at one point, she was doing a silly Snapchat with her friends. And of course, that's when things got weird. She decided to play back the video to watch it when she heard a deep voice in the playback say, Get, Get out. out. After they heard that, she and her friends were so creeped out that they exited the house. She decided to go ahead and post it to her Snapchat to see if anyone who listened to it could hear it as well. And apparently they could. She was glad she wasn't the only one, but she was still having a panic attack about it. She must have been some miracle worker because she convinced her friends to stay and to just try to forget about it. And for a while it worked until they fell asleep it didn't last long before they all shot up at the same time and they all began to freak out simultaneously. Once they calmed down and could actually breathe, my friend asked them if they had seen it too because apparently they had all seen an old man. He walked into the room after slowly opening the bedroom door and yelled at them in an earth-shaking voice to get out of his house. Needless to say, she had to wake up her mom to call the other friend's parents they didn't want to stay there any longer. By two in the morning, they were gone, but her mom thankfully believed her stories, especially after she showed the video to her. To this day, myself including, nobody at school goes near her house. The stories have spread since then, and everyone knows not to go there or to even get close, because at her house, you're never alone. Number six, don't go on Snapchat by D the Beast and read by Let's Read. It's been a few months since my life has gone back to normal. Currently, I don't feel safe anywhere. I used to dorm at my college, but I had to go back home during the second semester due to strange occurrences happening there. I don't plan on dorming anytime soon. It might not be the smartest thing to share this since it's still under investigation, but maybe it will make people more cautious of social networking. It sure has made me wary of trusting strangers online again. November of last year was when the messages first appeared. Never heard of Snapchat before. For those of you who don't know what Snapchat is, it's an app that lets you send picture messages to your friends, but that only lasts for a couple of seconds. Once those seconds are up, the picture disappears forever, meaning you can never see them again, 
He can only send pictures you take at the moment, and they can only be seen for the few seconds of the time that's given. You can also draw and write text on the pictures. You can even send videos. I never really knew about Snapchat up until I was introduced to it by my friends. They practically encouraged me to download it and, being the weak-willed person I am, I gave in to peer pressure. It seemed kind of fun at first. I was taking pictures and sending them like crazy. Most of the time, I just took pictures of myself making the goofiest faces and putting random letters for text. I also went out of my way to take pictures of the funniest things. I remember taking a picture of this dude's butt crack while he bent down to tie his shoes. Yeah, it was sick, but downright hilarious to me. There were a lot of people who added me as a friend on Snapchat. Most of them came from Facebook or the contact list on my phone. This also included some people I didn't know too well but they still sent me pictures either way, and it was actually pretty nice. I guess Snapchat made it easier to break the ice with people I randomly added or haven't seen in a while. One day in November, someone called WeAreOne underscore forever added me on Snapchat. At the moment, I didn't think too much of it. I figured it was just another one of my Facebook friends. Instantly, the first message this person sent me was a paper with sharpied handwriting on it, and a heart drawn underneath it. It read, Hey cutie, how are you? Once four seconds had passed, the message had disappeared. I was flattered by the fact that whoever this person was referred to me as cutie. I'm guessing it was probably a girl flirting with me a little bit. I sent her back a picture of me with my eyebrow raised and a smirk on my face. After that, I added the text, I'm doing good, you think I'm a cutie? And then sent it to her for five seconds. About a few minutes later, I got another picture from her. The picture was of a teddy bear carrying a red heart with a white backdrop. The text read, You are on my top five. Right away, I wanted to know who this person was. For the next couple of days that we messaged each other, she never sent me a picture of herself. For some reason, she wouldn't even tell me her name. I kept pushing her to send me a picture, but... She always made excuses or sent stupidly drawn stick figures instead. With that, I believed that she was either really ugly or really shy, and I was hoping for the latter. I decided to let it go, thinking she must really be into me if she's that secretive with revealing her face and even her name. One day while I was in the library, I checked Snapchat real quick while I was taking a break from typing a paper for one of my courses. Sure enough, there was a message from We Are One Forever. As soon as my finger tapped it open, I almost jumped out of my seat. She sent me a picture of a person, the first time she's ever done so, but that's not what got me all bothered about this picture. I knew that the picture of this person definitely was not her. In fact, it was a guy sitting on a couch, white shirt, blue sweatpants, looking straight into a laptop, bookshelves in the background. The text read, I see you. I looked behind and around me. There was no one who seemed suspicious, just a bunch of college students in their own little worlds. Still, I didn't want to read too much into it. After all, why psych myself out from something that seemed like harmless flirting? I sent her a picture of me with this confused look on my face and typed out, I don't see you. Why don't you say hi? The next picture she sent me was of a poster of my college mascot with the text, I was so nervous, you're just too cute. From how I saw it, it just seemed like I had a secret admirer who possibly went to the same college. 
I sent her a message asking, so you go to my college too? She never answered my question, even though she opened my message. Things just got weirder after that small incident. After a couple of times, she sent pictures of me walking in lecture halls, eating in the cafe, making lines for food, and even talking to my friends. I don't remember all the texts, but there were some that stood out to me like, I see you everywhere. It's so funny how close I am to you. And one day, you'll know who I am. I started to think my friends might have been playing a joke on me, as they're known to do that. I asked my best friend Andrew one day if he was the one sending me all these weird Snapchats. He told me he had no idea what I was talking about, and I explained to him the whole thing, that this person called We Are One Forever had been sending Snapchats of me. Andrew said that was pretty creepy, and they must have had some obsessive stalker who obviously had no life. I was secretly hoping he was the one behind all of it, but I knew he was telling the truth. We Are One Forever doesn't have the same handwriting Andrew has. Besides, dude can't lie his way out of a paper bag. After talking to Andrew, I asked all my other friends about it, but they also told me the same answer. Either it really wasn't them, or they were playing some seriously elaborate mindfuck on me. One of them had to come clean, but no one ever did and the Snapchats were getting a little too eerie. My secret admirer started sending pictures of only me and nothing else. She rarely added texts on them anymore. It was like she was playing Where's Waldo with me, and oddly enough, I was Waldo. It became her mission to send a picture of me at least once a day. I began to pay more attention to my surroundings, but the only people I see every day were my friends. I never saw the same face everywhere I went. I figured my friends had to be the ones messing with me. Eventually, I stopped sending messages to We Are One Forever thinking it was best to ignore and pretend like it didn't bother me if it were them. I didn't mention the messages anymore and I even stopped opening them. They just kept piling on wherever I went on Snapchat. The fall semester was almost over at that time. December came followed by colder days and nights loaded with college assignments, projects, and final exams. Even though all of this sounded intimidating, I was a little relieved to be honest. It gave me the excuse to focus all my attention on something more important than those messages. And yet, whenever I looked at my phone for the time or a new text message, I always saw a notification from Snapchat. We are one forever sent you a message, is what it would say. After a week of ignoring them, I finally let curiosity get the best of me. Once I started opening one, I saw a picture of me, but when I blinked, it was already gone. I opened up another message, me again, but it disappeared as fast as the last one. As I opened those messages one by one, I could feel my heart sink deeper and deeper with each message. They were all pictures of me all over campus. I couldn't even fathom as to how this person was able to follow me from one place to another, she even took pictures of me during lectures and when I came out of bathrooms. That day, I decided to stay in my dorm room since I was starting to become actually paranoid from all of this. My roommate, John Michael, wasn't there for most of the time. Some of my friends were texting me to join them for lunch, but I was in no mood to come out and show myself to my secret admirer. She seemed to know where I was every single time. To avoid my chances of being another Snapchat message, I only came out that day to buy myself a sandwich. 
When I looked at my phone a few times, I was pleasantly surprised at the lack of Snapchat notifications from her. I was able to breathe normally again, even though part of me was worried about going out. After all, I couldn't just stay trapped in my dorm room every day. I had classes to be in, friends to hang out with, and parties I wanted to go to before the semester ended. That night, I couldn't really sleep. I actually felt more alive that moment than I did the whole day. It was impossible for me to go to sleep when I had a million thoughts racing through my mind. Unsurprisingly, all those thoughts were related to those damn Snapchat messages. Finally, I fell asleep for what felt like hours looking at the darkness. The next morning, I woke up tired and not in the greatest of moods. I checked my phone to see the time. It was 12 in the afternoon. Out of habit, I also checked Snapchat for any new messages I could have received. The more recent messages were from, We are one forever. Her messages took up all of my Snapchat. It had to be almost 50 she sent me. Seeing her username alone made my body tremble with morbid curiosity. Before I opened the messages, I noticed something was off about them right away. She sent me videos in the more recent Snapchats, which is something that never happened before. Also, the time she sent me those messages was about six hours ago. It made me extremely hesitant to open any of them, but something inside of me was demanding me to do it. She had to be taking pictures of something else that night. I was in bed the whole time. However, once I opened her first message, I couldn't believe my own eyes and even thought for that second that I was going insane. I wanted to scream. Immediately I regretted my decision of ever opening that message. Just thinking about it gave me chills alone. At first, I couldn't make out what the picture was. It seemed dark, but she must have enabled the flash option because there was a bright light illuminating the subject of the picture. Even though the picture was only for a second, I was able to make out what it was in the second and third picture, and by the twentieth picture, my eyes confirmed it was someone lying in bed. It made my heart beat unnervingly fast. Those were the most horrifying seconds of my life. As I kept opening these messages, they were the same pictures of someone sleeping. The more recent messages became closer and closer views of the person. The closer they were, the more they confirmed my fears about the person in the picture. And the videos. Oh god, the fucking videos. They may have been only five videos but they showed uncomfortable close-ups of that person's face in the glowing flashlight. And then there was that typical noisy silent audio in the background and my own sleeping face. It broke me down as I immediately dialed my college's police department. I told them someone broke into my room last night and that I was being stalked by someone I didn't know who was also sending me pictures of myself. I tried to explain as much as I could but they couldn't even understand what I was saying because I sounded like a complete mess. They came over to check up on my dorm room, observe any forcible entry that could have taken place, and even questioned my roommate for an hour. I showed them my Snapchat to prove the multiple messages the person was sending me. Unfortunately, they couldn't retrieve them and see the actual pictures. I told my parents about it a week later. They wanted to pick me up as soon as possible even though finals were coming up. After I was finished though, I went back home and the messages had stopped for a while. I didn't see anything from We Are One Forever for the second semester of college. The police are still trying to find out the perpetrator, 
and are currently trying to contact the makers of Snapchat to retrieve those terrifying pictures. At that time, my life was going back to normal, and yeah, I was still using Snapchat for the innocent fun of it. The last days of the semester, though, became a different story altogether. It was a typical Friday, and I was home alone, watching TV and chowing down on snacks. I just completed the last of my finals, so I was treating myself after all that stress from college, and especially from that slightly traumatizing situation. But that all changed once my phone began to vibrate. This whole wave of dizziness took over me as I read what was on the screen. We are one forever, sent you a message. I was conflicted with what to do at the moment, and maybe I shouldn't have opened the message. Maybe I should have just deleted Snapchat from my phone and saved myself the trouble, because when I did open the message, I was clearly met with the image of my house in broad daylight. Not just my whole house, but specifically the view of the kitchen window. The picture only lasted for five seconds, and it was kind of hard to see due to its grainy quality yet it was noticeable enough to detect my own self sitting by the table, eating my cereal in the morning, looking outside the window at what I remembered to be particularly nothing at all. But that was the last message I received. And number 7. Snapchat Creep Submitted by Moa This happened last year when I was 14. There's this dating app for teenagers. I used it as more of a joke. It was connected to Snapchat, so whenever you matched with someone, you would add them to Snapchat so you could continue talking to your match. As I said, at first I was using it as a joke, but then I matched with this really good looking guy, and I thought, well, would it hurt to try? So I accepted his request to be my friend on Snapchat, I sent a shy hi to him and waited for a response. It took him about two hours to respond, and the only thing he sent was a blank black picture. I didn't think too much of it, and I continued on with my day, but the next day I get a message from him, a picture of a very familiar thing, my school. It was only a little jarring, but I figured he probably went to the same school and we had just never met. Then my phone began to vibrate like crazy during a class. To give a little perspective, we have glass doors and windows. They look out into the corridors during class. And when I checked my phone, I saw maybe 15 pictures sent to me from the same guy. They were pictures of me sitting at my desk in the classroom. The pictures kept coming. They seemed to have been taken from outside that window next to the door. When I looked over, I saw someone standing there, just outside that window. He had a phone in his hand, and he was pointing at me. Whoever it was was wearing a black hoodie. The hood covered half of his face, and the other half was pale, and he had a sharp jawline. I could see thin lips curved into a grin, and I saw my friend. She was looking at him too, and her face turned red, and she began to shake. We were the only ones who saw them, because as fast as we tried to say something, the figure was gone. My friend stood up from her chair and went to the door to open it. It caught my teacher's attention and we had to explain what we were doing. We had to tell them what we saw. My teacher went out herself 
to look for whoever this was, and then she even told the office. They let out a message over the speakers, telling everyone to look out for this man. Ever since then, I haven't used Snapchat. It was one of the apps I used all the time before. It still creeps me out, though it may have been a joke and it must have been someone who knew me from before, but it was still horrifying. It had made me a lot more paranoid about strangers on the internet. It's always good to try to be social, to communicate with the people around you. As humans, we have to try to build relationships to keep a healthy lifestyle, but there is a catch. One person out of every large sample is always off. They are unpredictable. There's always a chance that you come across this person and you become the apple of their eye. As with any apple though, there's someone ready to take a bite out of it. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Subscribe to Let's Read as well if you liked his narration. Don't forget to check out deathbyfear.com for more stories, to share your own, or become a member for lots of awesome features. Thank you. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.